0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Cosmic Alley. This is your host, Brooke. And thank you for joining me. It's been a while. I did my first podcast about a month ago. And my intention was to do them daily. And life gets in the way sometimes, but I'm back. So thank you for joining me. Uh, If you're new to my podcast, my name is Brooke. And my podcast is Cosmic Alley. And today is Monday. February 19th, the sun has moved into the sign of Pisces, so we're out of Aquarius season, we've moved into Pisces season, and Pisces season is from February 19th to March 20th. Uh, I'm a Pisces, my birthday falls on the 28th, and so a lot of my friends are Pisces uh, as well, I've met a lot of Pisces, mutual Pisces in my life. So we're in the sign of Pisces, the moon phase is waxing crescent for today, I'm going to draw a tarot card for the day as well, and if I can get a chance to do these daily, I would love to be able to do them weekly, I kind of put the uh, cart before the horse, so to speak, because I was excited about doing a podcast but it's really kinda out of my reach to do them daily. So I'd like to come on and at least do them once a week. I think that would be fun. So here we are in the sign of Pisces, February 19th. And Pisces, I was reading a little bit about Pisces compatibility. And if you'd like to leave a comment below, please do so in terms of what you think. But. Pisces apparently are most compatible with the signs of Taurus, Cancer, Scorpio, and Capricorn. Pisces are least compatible, apparently, with Gemini and Sagittarius, which is interesting because as a Pisces, I really have only been more compatible with Gemini and Sagittarius uh, I'm very compatible with other fire signs, such as Leo and Aries, uh, but Cancer, I'm very compatible with. My rising sign is Cancer, so I understand them more. Scorpio, um, not very compatible with Scorpio. Scorpio seems to very much be too intense for me sometimes. Um, this is just from personal experience, not all Scorpio. Capricorn is my moon sign, now, the Capricorn in my life, we have probably have butted heads more than anybody that I've ever butted heads before with, which is interesting, and Capricorn's my moon sign, so, Taurus, uh, I've met a few Taurus, tar, Taurus, however you want to say that, people, and I am compatible with Taurus, so I will say that. thought that was kind of fun to figure that out. The Waxing Crescent Moon, we've gone through uh, the New Moon and the Dark Moon Period. Uh, Many people, witches, Wiccans, Root Workers, uh, really do a lot of work surrounding that period with the Goddess Hecate. Uh, She is very much about the crossroads and... uh, she, there's a lot of Greek mythology associated with Hecate um, so a lot of uh, practitioners do honor her around the dark moon, new moon period but the waxing crescent moon, that the phase that we're in now very much about sparking creativity beginning plans of any kind and also a sprouting period so if you can look at it as gardening this moon phase is very much about the sprouting of ideas, the sprouting of beginning plans or projects, and a great moon phase for sparking inspiration or creativity. Also, this is also a great time to conjure energies into your life. And I'm going to speak a lot about today about conjuring, conjurers, etc. So, for instance, casting spells. For attracting something into your life new beginnings positive change okay doing that type of magic increasing protection is good at this time because the moon is now starting to go towards its phase of becoming full or illuminated so any kind of slow steady long-term work this would also be a great moon phase to begin a honey jar or a sweetening jar sugar jar okay that's slow steady magic work so as the moon grows to be full so too shall whatever you're trying to pull into your life your wish your intention in my life so as the moon grows to be full so too shall blank your intention in into my life so The Waxing Crescent Moon Phase. I wanted to come on today and speak about what I touched upon in my first podcast was really more of an introduction about who I am and what I'm interested in. And I'm going through a phase probably the last two years of learning a lot and studying more and practicing more with hoodoo, Uh, reading books about hoodoo studying online uh articles practicing hoodoo myself and hoodoo is an old word uh it's very much something that goes back to folk magic uh many readers or I'm sorry writers talk about how it has a lot of roots uh in Africa back to the slavery days much like voodoo, it's very much an African-American root-based practice of magic uh, derived from the African slaves coming to America. So at that time, they were basically uh, slavery. You know, they were supposed to follow the teachings of Christianity or Catholicism. And that's why a lot of saints were petitioned in Hoodoo. Or a lot of saints are partitioned in voodoo. uh, Because back in those days. They incorporated and took on. Basically the white man's religion. And so for them to continue to practice their magic. Their passing down. Okay their practices. They had to incorporate it. And kind of hide it. uh, From their slave owners. And. Turn toward Catholicism in terms of the saints, etc. But Hoodoo is not a religion. It's a folk magic, spirituality-based magical system. So, Hoodoo itself is Christian beliefs coupled with the practicing belief, okay? And the Bible is used in a lot of hoodoo practices, so is in voodoo as well, uh, Psalm 20, I think it's Psalm 23 is used a lot that I've read about, uh, they believe God is a, God, I've read about in hoodoo that God, you know, is a conjurer, so was Moses, okay, so the Bible in hoodoo is almost like a talisman, a conjuring talisman, so to speak. The purpose of it is to allow people access uh, to manipulate energies or to manipulate or access to supernatural forces to improve your life, to improve your life. So the term supernatural kind of has a tendency to scare people off or to make it seem like it's all hocus pocus. Uh, I like to consider hoodoo as folk magic. Folk magic, uh, where I live in West Virginia, very much there's folk magic based back to German settlers, a lot of German settlers in West Virginia, a lot of old towns that were founded by German settlers, and the German powwow, German powwow is found in Pennsylvania a lot, uh, there's also Appalachian magic, Appalachian folk magic, okay, I think it's very mo- very closely connected or linked to folk magic of course and hoodoo hoodoo seems to be something that is very much based in the south when you think of hoodoo or root workers from its earliest days however there are hoodoo or root work practitioners root workers conjurers all over the world uh, it's not something that's just solely from one country now or from one part of Um, an area so folk magic is not a religion Um, hoodoo very much is based from West Africa or West African okay folk magic Of course I'm not an expert I'm sure there are others out there that know more about its history Uh, there's no designated um, priests or priestesses in hoodoo as if there would be in Wicca Or say voodoo okay there's no strict approach to who you honor or to who you pray to Uh, the book of Psalms once again is used a lot in hoodoo especially if you're petitioning saints um, very much reading the book of Psalms or like Psalm 23 for instance taking a lot from that they believe that hoodoo originated uh, hoodoo is an American term Okay, its basis, I think, like voodoo is spelled a bit different. They believe it originated in early 19th century or earlier. Okay, so hoodoo very much is about manipulating energy. So if you go into a website who's a root worker and you see something that comes across as being fixed, such as a fixed mojo bag or a fixed candle Fixed essentially means that it's been charged or prepared or dressed or anointed, okay? Many hoodoo practitioners are very psychic, very clairvoyant on their own, and they're very much considered spiritual workers as well. So many well-known root workers, uh, there was Aunt Caroline Dye. Uh, She was a very famous root worker based out of North Carolina. Um, in Arkansas. I don't know if she's originally from Arkansas or she lived in North Carolina and passed away there. Also, Dr. Jim Jordan. Um, I've read about him. I also have a book by Ray Marlborough um, Hoodoo Mysteries Folk Magic, Mysticism, and Rituals. Uh, there's a lot of websites such as Lucky Mojo. If you've heard of them, they have podcasts here on Podbean, um, Lucky Hoodoo, uh, there's a lot of work, root, root workers out there. I uh, have my own root worker that I purchase oils from. She's, she has a witchcraft business, and I, b- I believe she's a root worker as well. Um, I purchase my oils from her. Um, she's done some workings for me, and so... There's a lot of root workers um, on Instagram, which is a great place, and YouTube. There's a lot of videos on YouTube uh, that root workers will come on and teach you things, which is interesting as well. So, hoodoo is my passion at the moment. Very much something that I'm passionate about. Uh, For instance, um, I've been working a lot with lodestones. The last month and lodestone you can google lodestone, but lodestone is uh, Volcanic rock. It's something that's natural comes from the ground. It's iron ore Okay, so they're considered to be natural attractors and lodestones uh, You can read about them, but many practitioners will work them together have two lodestones working together as in pairs Especially in attraction or love magic. You can certainly use one lodestone to work on its own by itself uh, the Thing about lodestones is they're considered to be living They're considered to be alive They're considered to be like a living spirit. So I purchased a lodestone From the root worker that I work with and uh, I didn't use it right away I waited for some reason I had it for a long time and uh, they came with magnetic sand because you feed your lodestone uh, magnetic sand will stick to the lodestone itself I'll come on one day and talk more about how to cleanse your lodestone um, how to prepare it to get it ready to work for you um, they come in uh, male or female There are considered to be male or female lodestones. The one that I have is very male and it's by its shape. And you can also feel the energy about it. So they're living. They are considered to be alive and they're considered to be spirit. So I speak to my lodestone. I've named it. Uh, You tell it what you desire and what you want and it will start to work for you. Mine started to work for me the next day. Uh, Within three weeks, it's been amazing to watch uh, what I asked my lodestone to do for me because it's been amazing to watch the results from it the last three weeks. Um, It's kind of like a science experiment. It's it's actually kind of crazy even to talk about it because people don't know what you're talking about and they kind of don't believe you and, oh, that's just coincidence. I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. Because this has never happened in this way before. Um, I really don't think it's coincidence at all. So one lodestone is good. You can use it primarily for one purpose. Uh, Feeding it with the magnetic sand keeps it working. You can feed it once a day. You can feed it once a week. You can feed it once a month. I feed mine every day because it's really uh, working its ass off for me. So I talk to it and thank it and feed it. And I feed it every day. So, working with lodestones has been really fascinating. Um, You can reuse the sand that you feed your lodestone with, um, but however, you're not supposed to reuse the lodestone. However, I've read other practitioners or root workers say that you can reuse it by rewashing it, um, or many times they'll say once your lodestone kind of slows down and stops working for you and you'll know this you're supposed to bury them so you speak to it directly they're considered to be um, in some readings that I've read about akin to having a dog a dog who is loyal you know dogs are very loyal friendly faithful like a friend so you can also write a petition or use a picture or use Uh, If you're wanting to attract money, use actual money, place it under the stone, write your petition down. They're active attractors. So attracting what you need, want, desire to you with the lodestone has been very, very interesting. So I also have on one of my altars, the lodestone and my honey jar that I've had now for a couple of months. A root worker that I've met online told me she's had one for over a year. You can open them and add things to them. I would like to add a piece of lodestone to mine as a natural attractor. Honey jars, I'll come on and speak about those on another podcast. Uh, There's many, many different ways to use a honey jar. However small, however big, uh, the type of sweetener that you want to use etc so um you can always keep it going keep it working i like to shake mine i'll put candles on mine um to keep it you know keep the lights on so to speak etc so on my one of my altars right now i do have my lodestone going in my honey jar and uh i also started to incorporate using more oils. I used to use just primarily Florida water in my magic. Now, Florida water, uh, there's Florida water, Hoyt's Cologne. I think it's called Canunga water. There's different types of waters that you can use. Florida water is something that's been around for a long time, such as Hoyt's. It smells really good, it's good for protection, cleansing away negativity, um, I like to use it to wash down my altars or to cleanse myself, you can put it in your bath, you can anoint yourself with it, it just smells very citrusy and very refreshing. I also like to cleanse my tarot cards with it, sometimes wipe them down, uh, it's it's very much all purpose. Um, Florida water is. They use it a lot in the South uh, when it's very hot outside. With ice chests, they'll mix in Florida water. They'll take some ice or dip a cloth in it and put it on the back of your neck. It's just a very cooling type of water. Florida water. So I wanted to get some Hoyts cologne. Uh, Apparently, Hoyts cologne is really good for money attracting and gambling gamblers. I don't gamble. (laughs) Um, I don't gamble, but if I did, I don't know if, uh, that would work for me. So the oils that I've been working with, I get from my, um, from the root worker that I work with, the witch, the witch, she has a witchcraft business. I don't know if I should say her name on here, but, uh, well, I will. Her name's Ruth. She's with Tarot Witchery in California, and I uh, follow her on Instagram. You can find, find her, Tarot Witchery, okay? She's good. Uh, she's just really good. There's something about her, and you kind of align yourself with the right people, just as if you would get a psychic reading or a tarot reading. Um, it's very much about compatibility, and um, I feel very akin to her energy. I've gotten four oils from her. I'm using, let me, let me get them down just to read them. I also purchased my lodestone from her. Um, let's see. I'm using the VanVan oil or the Vavan oil. It's all-purpose oil. Uh, Fiery Wall of Protection. I've been using that for a long time. Uh, Business success oil. I've used this and it's really awesome, especially in attracting customers and keeping customers and having a really, um, strong base or strong foundation with them. Attraction oil. I just recently purchased that. And, uh, the attraction oil has been interesting. I haven't used it in my magic yet. I've, anointed myself with it Um, It's I've had some weird results with this attraction oil Especially from men. I was experimenting with it and I Anointed myself a couple of times and went out in public and I will have intense stares from men sometimes which is kind of Jolting or they'll look at me like they know me or they won't stop staring which has been kind of interesting uh, cause I didn't set an intention for them to, you know, do that. Uh, the Van Van oil or the Vavon oil, um, I believe she has either pyrite in it floating around or I think that's pyrite in the business success oil. Um, she has, I think it looks like she has a blend of business success herbs and the Fiery Wall of Protection I think has, I could be wrong, I think it has some type of roots in there, and I can't remember what it is. It also looks like there's rosemary in there as well. Uh, the Van Vien or the Vivon oil, uh, people don't give me uh, shit when I'm out. I have, you know, people kind of, I get a lot of respect from people when I wear that oil, it makes me also feel very strong, uh, confident, people, interactions with people in the public are go very smoothly, people are very accommodating to me when I wear the Vivan oil or the Van, Van oil, however you want to pronounce that, um, so that's something that her oils, you can really feel the magic and the intention that she infused in them, and uh, they're really good oils, they're on her website, terrawitchery.com, check them out. The business success oil, I use that a lot as well, and I've I've had really good results with all of them. So what I'm going to do in the next couple of days, um, I'm going to, I've been saving my eggshells, and I'm going to make egg powder. Cascaria, you can find videos on YouTube about cascaria, and there's a lot of articles about cascaria. Um, cascaria egg powder. Cascaria has been something. One root. One root. I can't say it, one root worker. Uh, was talking about this on her YouTube channel. I can't remember her name. Anyway, she said it's probably one of the oldest, oldest, oldest do practices, powdered egg powder or cascarilla, cascarilla spelled C-A-S-C-A-R-I-L-L-A, cascarilla, cascarilla, powdered eggshells, so you save your eggshells, you dry them out, some root workers uh, put them in the oven on like 250 to really dry them out, and you're supposed to use a mortar and pestle, you don't have to. You can use a coffee grinder, which I'm gonna do. So it's finely ground eggshells. A lot of root workers or conjurers uh, will sell them online, and uh, they're like three to four dollars, and they're in little tiny uh, cups. I'm going to make my own. Of course, when you make it, you wanna charge them and set your intention. I saw one root worker, uh, she put cinnamon in hers cinnamon is really all about fast, uh, quick, swift results, and it can also be used for other things, but cascaria is basically used for home protection, Uh, very much about that, very much about personal protection, clearing out negativity, negative energies or spirits, Uh, you can blow it in the corners of a room, you can also... Uh, blow it on the corners of your property you can blow it at your front door you can apply it to your skin to your body um, to the back of your neck okay so it can easily be made at home uh, for cheap you know a dozen eggs it's like what dollar fifty two dollars in some stores so they sell online um, in real tiny little cups for like I've seen for three to seven dollars on some sites and I'm like you know, I'm not going to pay that, I'm just going to make it myself, but yeah, Cascaria, so powdered eggshell, and I'll come on and tell you all about that, and see how it goes, but I'm going to end the podcast today, I've been talking for too long, but I wanted to come on, say hi to everybody, and uh, try to come on every week, maybe I'll come on later this week, to give you updates about the Cascaria, and I didn't draw a tarot card, but I will next time, so I apologize, also check out my YouTube channel, Nightbird Tarot, I'm doing weekly tarot readings for all 12 astrological signs, uh, I have to finish those today, you can also check out my website, nightbirdtarot.weebly.com, and I also have Nightbird Tarot Facebook and Instagram. And uh, thanks for joining me. Please follow, comment, and share this podcast. So this is Brooke. Thank you for joining me in Cosmic Alley. So I will talk to you all very soon. Take care.